Glory to God. You can be seated if you'd like. Um, glory to God. We're going to dive in, I think. I'm just going to. Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. We're. Glory to God. Glory to God. (laughs) Our foundation scripture is, uh, beloved, I wish above all else, John, 3 John 2, 2. Beloved, I wish above all else, all things, that you may prosper and that you be in health, health, even as your soul prospers. Tonight, the area that we're going to kind of dive into, dig into really strong tonight, is the area of the the life of Isaac. And what was it that, about Isaac that made him so, um, that gave him the blessing and allow him to do the things that he did? Um, Isaac, because you hear that, I'm the father of, you know, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, you know? And you hear that from the word of God, but you know, what does that mean and how does that, how does that operate? And as we continue to grow as a, as a team, as a family, as a church, you know, every one of these messages have different things, and everybody coming from a different angle, a different thought process. The Holy Spirit speaks to all of us in different ways. So don't think, oh, I, I need that, but I don't need this. Uh, you know, I, there's certain nuggets in every message, I believe, that helps us uh, to put together the, the fullness of what God's trying to really deliver to us. Come on. You know, we, we, we all just see through it dimly in, in some aspects of it, through only, the, through only the life that we've been able to live, have we, are we seeing this? And it's God's desire to see it from, from all that he is. Hello? And that's why we are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ with a bunch of different people. Come on. And every joint supplies. So don't lose, don't lose your, in any situation, and during this time, in order for us to walk in all that God has called us to walk into as a church, we cannot allow ourselves to become familiar with the message or familiar with, 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 with uh, the things that are being preached here on a regular basis. Because if, if God's having us dive into this, it's because we need more of it. We need to be more faith with this. Because let me tell you something, because everything that God is pouring into you is not just for you. You got to keep that focus because it's so easy to, well, I understand that. Or, no, no, no. You got to understand there's parts of this that God wants to unveil to you that go beyond you. Hello? And some of the nuggets you may, die, you may grab a hold of in any message will be something that God may give you for somebody else later on. And it's going to help you build a bridge with them so that they can have a, a, a better understanding of what God's trying to do in their life. Amen. We are all ministers of reconciliation. We are all supposed to take this gospel and do something with us. And everybody has to do their part. Amen. Amen. You know, when I was getting ready for this, man, there's whew, so much in this. And as I was studying this out, because we all agree that there's a lot of different ways that you can go when you're studying a message and you're pulling on things. As I was studying this out, the Lord began to minister to me something because when we're talking about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, we're talking about it looks like we're talking about just the old covenant, but we're not. And it looks like we're just, God, God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God changes not. The way he started the covenant is the way he wants to finish the covenant. He, if you go back to the book of Genesis, in the, very first, in the very first part of Genesis, he talks about giving the empowerment to Adam and Eve. And they were supposed to replenish the earth, subdue it, have authority, and walk in their dominion on the face of the earth. They were supposed to do all this. 
There was gold in the garden, amen. There was things and there was material and there was uh, an opportunity for them to grow and make the rest of the world just like the Garden of Eden. That was what God's intention was. Now, he's growing us to the point that eventually we're going to have responsibilities way beyond what we could ever ask, hope, or think. Okay? But it's determined by how much we grow in the process of this. Okay? we got to continue to grow and continue to grow and continue. Now, look at this, though. So during my study during this, during this, uh, with this message, you got to understand the Spirit of the Lord was upon Jesus because he anointed him to preach the gospel to the poor man. Okay, that was the anointing. So don't tell me that there's not a good news and a gospel of covenant blessing for a person in this world, in this time, in this covenant. Because that's the way Jesus started his opening statement. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to a poor man. And the only good news to a poor man is you don't have to be poor anymore. Uh, Really, come on now. That's, that's the good news to a point. So don't, you know, don't think, okay, they're just looking at, we're looking at Isaac's life because we can glean from the way he lived in order to walk in the blessing. Yes. There are types and shadows for us, but there's also, there's a reason why they walked in the blessing. There's a reason why some people have more than other people. There's a reason why some people are given more responsibility than others. You got to do, well, you're not, oh yeah, they're just playing favorites. No, they're not. It's God that puts people in places of position. The last say so goes to God. So if you're having an issue with that aspect in your life, look to God. Not the system, not what's going on. And then find out what it is that God wants you to do. So don't, 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 for any reason, maybe you're watching by internet, but you have this concept, well, God just blessed them financially or made them wealthy in the Old Testament. And that's why, no, stop. You know, that, why would he say, give and it shall be given unto you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom? Come on, why, is he, why would he say that? Why would he say when you give cheerfully, you're, come on, that blesses may abound to you. The bless, there's that blessing again in the New Testament in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, 9. He's not changing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So the blessing that was on them is the same blessing that is supposed to be operating in our lives. So don't turn off thinking, oh, they just, you know, that's, that's an old mindset. No, it's the same mindset. God's still trying to empower you and me in order for us to be the conduit for him to minister to other people throughout the world. Okay? And it takes finances to do that. You're, you're, these lights don't come on by themselves. Come on. They don't care how much Jesus we got in this place. Somebody's got to pay the bill. Hello? And the air conditioners and everything. Come on. And these TV and these, this camera and all this, and all this it doesn't, it's, it's somebody's got to pay for it. Yes. Hello? And it's God. I love it. During, this, during, the, during the study of this, one of the things that Keith Moore said was, you know, don't ever forget where the source is coming from. God's going to use a lot of different avenues to get, get the blessing to you, but the source is only one. It is God himself. We can never lose focus. Everything that you need in life is going to come from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from who? God. God. That's right. So don't forget. Now, he can use a lot of different ways to get that to you, but it's still coming from him. He's the one that's doing this in our lives, and we can't ever lose focus of that. So when you do get it, when you see the breakthrough, who do you give the glory to? God. Glory to God. Amen. Give God the glory. It, is, it gives us the power to get the wealth so that we can establish his covenant. Remember this. Remember this. 
when you come into your place. Continue to lift up God. And the more you continue to lift up God, the more opportunities you're going to have to lift up God. What am I saying by that? The more you continue to remember who it is that's given you the power to get the wealth, the more that you will, God will pour out on you because he knows you're not going to take the credit for it. Hello? He's not, he knows that you know where it came from, and you are going to give him, make sure that you're telling other people, because if not, people are going to be looking unto you to get their needs met. That's physically, that's financially, that's a healing in their life. That's where their families are concerned. They're looking for you to come fix their problems, but you're not the fixer. Hello? We're not the fixer. We're just a conduit. I love what Dr. Savelle said for years. We're a distribution center for the goodness of God in the lives of other people. Amen? It's like, God, okay, where do you want this going, God? Come on. You know what I'm saying? There's something in you and on you so that you can be a blessing to the rest of the world. So don't lose that in the, in the light of us walking through some of these mighty men of God that went before us that have already, they're the great cloud of witnesses. And if you were to go into heaven right now and you were to ask Isaac, now think about this. Isaac's in heaven right now. He is walking on streets of gold. He was a multi-billionaire in today's status. I mean, he was, a, he was a wealthy guy. And you went up there and you said, hey, can I just visit with you a little bit? I want to ask you some questions, you know? Did that really, when you really, did you really, really, really be honest? I mean, you gave in a famine and you got a hundredfold return? He going to look at you. It's written. Hello? It's not there. He does not lie. He's going to take this word, just like you and I are going to take this word, like pastors been taking this word, like uh, like Trey. We've been taking this word, and we're going to say, look, this is what the words of God says. If you trust it, believe it, it'll work for you. And he's not going to do anything different for me and you. He's going to tell you the same thing. It's written. It was what God said. I would be blessed, and no matter where I was, no matter what I was doing, as long as I was doing what he told me to do, and I was where he told me to be. Hello? And so important for us to realize that. Amen? Okay, so let's look at this mighty man of God. <laughs> Watch my time up here. This is, this man, I like it. You know, you just, you get to, you surround yourself with successful people, you'll be successful. And you think, well, I don't know a whole lot of successful people. There are a bunch of them in here. Hello? <laughs> you want to surround yourself? Go get with Jesus. Jesus is winning. Hello. <laughs> Come on. You know, you can spend time with God, Abba Daddy, all the time. You can tap into him all the time. Isn't that wonderful? So in Genesis, let's go to Genesis. Let me see where am I going to start here. I've got a bunch of scriptures here. I've got to make sure I go the right. Go to Genesis 22. Because we've got to see, the, see how, G, how God did this. First of all, there's a couple of nuggets in here that you and I are going to leave home with that I think it's going to, I know even with my studying, it stretched me to believe for more. You know, that's what the word of God does. It opens you up to give you more insight to, 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 to help you become all, all that God wants you until we come into the fullness of the glory of God. That's what he desires for us to do. Look at this. Um, in in uh, Genesis chapter 22, Verse 17, this is after Abraham, because we're coming out of Abraham going into Isaac. Okay, so there's Abraham and there's Isaac. Isaac is Abraham's son. And then the back end of verse 17, it says, in, in verse 17, it says, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed 
as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Who's our enemy? Satan. Satan's our enemy. And you need to take ownership over that. I'm not going to preach on authority, but you need to take ownership over that. Quit letting him run you around. All right? It is written. And in thy seed shall all nations, I love that, of the earth be blessed because, listen to this, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Because you have obeyed my voice. Because you have obeyed my voice. Pastor, we as a, as a team, as a leadership team, confess, you know, y'all hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of no other do you listen to. And if you need to, you need to be confessing. If you're saying, well, I don't know if I'm hearing from God or not. You need to be speaking the word, I'm hearing from God. I hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of no other do I listen to or will I follow? Okay, you got to keep, stay this, stay the course here because Satan's trying to separate you from your relationship with God. And the way he wants to do it is make you think that you don't hear from God. But if you're reading this word and you're praying in the Holy Ghost and you're spending time with Abba Father, you're going to hear what it is that God's telling you to do. And you'll, you'll hear a lot of it's going to sound just like the word itself. But it's going to become yours. It's not going to be something that's written on a, on a page. But you've got to be able to hear it and then you have to be willing to obey it. If, if prosperity is anything, it's an obedience message. It is an obedience. I mean, you go back and look, you look at Deuteronomy chapter 28. If you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe, to do all that he commands you to do, then all these blessings will come on you and they will overtake you. What? When you're obeying what it is that God's telling you to do. And we see here the reason why God was blessing Abraham and then that blessing was being extended to Isaac is they were continuing to obey what it is that God was telling them to do. But were they perfect? No, you know, I looked at this and I'm thinking, you know, Isaac made some of the same mistakes his daddy made. You know, because one, he gets to Abimelech. Again, I don't know who Abimelech, that Philistine must have been something because they both scared Abraham and Isaac. He, both, he scared both of them. Because Abraham lied to him and called Sarah his sister. And then so later on, Isaac goes ahead and lies to him and calls his wife, Rachel, his sister. Because he was afraid of them. Okay, so they, they, did, they weren't, what I'm trying to paint a picture for you is they, they weren't perfect and there was no law about lying. Okay? There wasn't. Okay? So they're just trying to walk this path. And I think that's where people miss it. I, I don't dot every t- No, you can tell. If you just continue to run after Jesus, seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his right way and doing things in every aspect of your life, and you're just seeking God. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You're going to follow the path that God has for you. And in that path is where God's going to take you into the blessing so that you can be a blessing to other people around you. And that's what they were doing. They didn't know. There was no Bible to teach them about God. Come on. So they were learning how to hear from God. And you, it's no different. I think we think because we read something, we know what it's. Oh, I know what that says, Brother Rick. Excuse me. Are you doing it? Because you can know what it says all day long. But if you're not doing it, it ain't working. Faith worketh. Okay, amen. Amen. It worketh by love. What is love? Love trusts what the word of God says to do in your life. He loves you, so he's not going to tell you to do something that you're not capable of doing. Amen? So we've got to continue to trust, but that's one of the reasons why, that obedience right there. And you see him, he's blessing him not just to be a blessing so that all the nations of the earth would be blessed. That means all people. 
all people. This blessing wasn't just for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and their family. It was for us. It was for every person on the face of the earth. And we got to hold fast to that. Amen? Go to chapter 24 because there's a little story there and we, don't, we need to go. I, I'm, I'm skipping because we're looking at right now, we're focusing in on why Isaac walked in this blessing and why he was so prosperous, okay? And Abraham was old, chapter 24, verse 1. It says, and Abraham was old and well stricken in age and the Lord had blessed Abraham. Somebody say this, in all, what? In all. all things, in all things. You can go back and you can look in, in chapter 12. You know, first of all, he visited Abraham the very next chapter and he was wealthy in silver, cattle, and gold yeah. in one chapter. That's pretty good. Abraham went from just leaving his mom and daddy, get away from mom and daddy, hello, and go right, hello, get away from mom and daddy, hello, get away from mom and daddy, hello, get away, and go wherever it is that God's telling you to go. Amen, hello, come on, you got to go where God tells you to go. All right, not that God didn't love, he needed Abraham to separate from his family so that he could, Abraham would eventually be the blessing that needed to be to his family. He wasn't leaving them hanging in the process. He needed to rely on a relationship with God and develop that relationship so that his relationship with God would then extend to his family. All right? Because I think you sometimes, well, what are they going to do? I'm concerned. You know, you know what? You need to roll the care of that over on the Lord. It is not your problem. Come on and trust God. Well, I don't know why I went that. I wasn't supposed to. I mean, I, I was supposed to go there, so we'll just continue. And then... Um, this is a real cool story because all of a sudden, man, I mean, guys, it was easy back then. You know, if you understand, this was easy because Abraham said, you know what? I don't want my boy marrying none of these girls around here. So I got to find him something worth marrying. So he sent, so it was a little short story. He sent his servant over to, he went back to his home country, to his daddy's house, okay, to go find a wife. For his boy Isaac. So here's Abraham in his latter days. All of a sudden, he's getting ready to get out of here. And he says, son, I'm leaving you everything. Okay, so we already know Abraham at one point in time had at least 300-something servants in his house, men servants that could go fight a war with him. So the God was doing really extremely well, right? Not only that, so he's handing everything over to Isaac. Isaac ain't done nothing. Come on. Except hang around his daddy. That's it. Hello. Hand off here. You didn't do anything to obtain that which Jesus has already paid for you. He's the one that bought every single bit of it. And he's handed the baton over to you. You're my child. Here's your inheritance. Take it. Run with it. Claim it. Receive it. Walk in it. Be what I've created you to be. Come on. That is so good. That's the the revelation that you and I have to have. Is that we have an inheritance with Almighty God. If you are Abraham's seed, then you are heirs according to the promise, according to Galatians. I don't want to turn there. But if you go look in Galatians, you study that out. We are heirs to the promise. And that's the promise of the blessing that's on us through Abraham. Because we're Abraham's seed, not by natural birth, but by faith. Because Abraham was a father of faith. And that's the seed. The seed that he was talking about, the seed was Jesus. He didn't say seeds. He said Abraham's seed. He was talking about one. And his name is Jesus. Yeah. Who you got on the inside of you? I got a man on the inside of me. Come on now. Seriously. You got to have a revelation of what and who is on the inside of you. And if you're looking for a man, he's on the inside of you. Okay, Sam? 
All right, so you don't have to go look out here in the natural. Come on. But that's for anybody. You're looking, looking for love in all the wrong places. Amen? Because they are, and I'm thankful she doesn't do that. Amen? But the reality for so many people is they're all out here in the natural. If you're going to find what God has for you, it's going to be spiritual. Because of the flesh, it profited you nothing. Mm, I'm going some places that I didn't plan on going, but I guess you need it. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Somebody else can say thank you, Jesus. Amen? Amen. (laughs) So that was verse 7. Let's go down here to verse 21. Now, here he goes to get, the servant's got to go get Rebecca. I'm sorry, I called her Rachel all again, but it's Rebecca. Rachel belonged to uh, Jacob, not ja- yeah, Jacob. 21 of chapter 24. <laughs> meanwhile, the man stood gazing. This is, this is the Amplified. The meanwhile, the man stood gazing at Rebecca. So here's, here's Abraham's servant that went to go check out and go find a wife for Isaac. And he says, meanwhile, the man stood gazing at Rebecca in reverent silence. Dude, man, she was pretty. Come on now. Come on. He's just going, God, is this? hello. Come on. And, and it's in awe not only of her, but God doing this for him. Because this is what the Lord told Abraham. Abraham told his servant and Abraham served. Let me tell you something. There's people in your life that God's put in your life for a reason. Your pastor. And if he's saying, hey, you need to go in this direction then you need to trust that because that's what Abraham's servant did. He did what his master told him to do. And in doing what his master told him, he found success. So here he is, he goes, um, waiting to know the Lord had made his trip successful or not. Meanwhile, the camels had finished drinking. Eleazar took a gold ring weighing a half a shekel and two bracelets for her hands weighing 10 shekels of gold. You You know, why couldn't God just say just... Two, two earrings, or an earring, uh, an earring and a couple of bracelets. He put something with it there. Ten shekels. You know what ten shekels equals? About 5,000 bucks. One. So there's $10,000 worth of bracelets that he's given to a stranger. Hello, okay, all right. How many of y'all bought your wife a $10,000 something here right, recently? And I don't see one hand going up in the house. Okay, so there you go. Come on, bro. That's right. In Jesus' name, amen. But here's a stranger. He walks out. I mean, come on. What are we seeing here? We're seeing, they're they're seeing something on him, and he's bringing a gift that has some value to it. And it's catching people's attention because everybody starts talking. It says, so um, he took the golden ring and weighing a half a shekel, and the two bracelets for her hands weighing 10 shekels of gold in gold, and said, whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? And she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethel, my Milka's son, whom she bore to her husband, Naor. Okay, come on. Abraham's family. Again, she said to him, we have plenty of both straw and feed and also room to lodge. The man bowed his head and worshiped the Lord. So here, this is what, (laughs) come on. The guy's just ecstatic about this. Man, they're rolling out the red carpet for him. But let me tell you something. If you show up and say, hey, my, my master wants your, you to be my, 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 his, his son's daughter, I mean wife. But you don't have nothing to get. I mean, she look at you like, mm, yeah, right. But when you roll out $10,000 worth of bracelets, come on now. How, how else? Come on now. How, be for real. The man means business, and he's got something to back up. Not only that, it came with 10 camels. 
and servants all around him. They're checking it out going, dude, this guy's something. You know, we need to check this out. You know, of course, she ran home and told mom and dad. And all of a sudden, somebody shows up to check him out. Guess who it was? Laban. Yeah. If you know anything about Laban, Laban later on with Jacob and Jacob's daughters, Rachel and Leah, you know. So, oh, here we go. But what was Laban always after? Show me the dough. Show, show me the money. All right? But it didn't matter. There was a covenant on Abraham and Isaac that he needed to be a part of, whether he realized it or not. And God wasn't looking at Laban. God was looking at the covenant of the rest of the world. He's looking at the big picture. God's looking at the big picture, definitely. So he, 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 you see this. It's so important for us to grab hold of this. And so then the girl ran, verse 28, then the girl ran and told her mother's household what had happened. Now Rebecca had a brother whose name was Laban. And Laban ran out to the man at the well when, when he saw the ring. See, here they go. They're sitting there saying, you know, he just ran out and said, hey, what can we do for you? You know, when he saw the ring. Come on. When he saw the ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms, Come on. He's, that's, what, that's what drew him to them. And when he heard Rebecca, he says, I'm telling you, when the blessing of God comes on you, people are going to recognize, they're going to they want to know why. Who are you and where is that coming from? Now, if you think, oh, you know, I got this job and I can't tell, you know, no, stop. It is God that gives you the power to get the wealth. And don't ever forget that. You should look what the Lord is. God has been good to me. It's not by my might. It's not by my power. But it's by the spirit of the Lord that's on me. And you know what? You can have this same spirit living on the inside of you. You can have this same God that I'm talking to you about. That's what the ability and the power to get the wealth is all about. Amen. Amen. And so you got to recognize that. So let's go on. Saying, the man said to me, he went to Eleazar and found him standing by the camels at the spring. And Laban said, come in, blessed of the Lord. He called, look at this. Laban was a heathen. And he recognized that this guy, being a servant, having that kind of wealth with him, something had to be on him. He recognized it. He says, come in, blessed of the Lord. That's how he addressed him. You're the blessed of the Lord. The blessing is for someone to recognize that you've got something on you. And that's wealth. Wealth is on you. The wealth is on you. Come on. The wealth is on you. There was nothing spiritual about what this guy did. Excuse me, hello? Was there? No, there wasn't. There's nothing spiritual. He's looking, Laban is looking at the natural, he is a natural man at this point. Okay? That's the something, isn't it? It's like, yeah, this is, you got to change your way of thinking. We have to constantly expand. Expanding your territory has to happen in here before it ever happens out here. Right? Amen. You, you and I have got to allow God to stretch us. Take us to new heights and to new levels. Okay. Uh, why do you stand outside since I have made the house ready and have prepared a place for the camels? So the man came into the house and Laban unloaded his camel and gave them straw and feed. This guy wasn't doing anything with his camels. Laban and all his servants were basically serving him. And he said, and water to wash Eleazar's feet and the feet of the men who were with him. But when the food was set before him, look, I love this about, about Abraham's servant. He didn't get lost in all the attention. He didn't get lost in all the attention. 
He, yeah, he stayed focused. He, he stayed focused on what his master, and you and I have to stay focused on what the master, when all the wealth comes, is it going to move you? Because all money does is amplify who you really are. And all of a sudden, they're pumping him. They're taking. They're washing his feet. They're taking care of him. They put a feast out in front of him. They've got the. They've got a party ready for them right now, and he does. He's not touching a thing until he does what the Lord, what his master had told him to come do. And I, that's. I'll be honest with you. I believe so many times, and what I what I've seen in people's lives is they get too wrapped up in the physical aspect of what things are, rather than what God has called them to do. And you can't lose that focus. It's, and I'm telling you, because the ble- when you get a revelation of that blessing, it's easy to, get, to understand. All of a sudden, things start happening. Yeah. And you start thinking, man, and I've seen this. And humility is a prerequisite for the anointing of God on your life. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And for the increase to come into our lives. Yeah. We have to stay humble. God resists the proud. When, it's, when you believe that it's something that you're doing that's making it happen and it's not your faith in what God is doing in and through your life, then you become the author of your life and Jesus hasn't. And the wages of sin is death. I'm not saying you're going to spiritually die. I'm just telling you, you're, the wages of sin, you're going in a direction that you don't want to be going in. None. Stay humble. Stay humble. God opposes the proud, but it gives. This is... This is Comparing, this is using scripture from the New Testament to help relate to what's taking place in, in, this, in this story right now. Amen? So he stays focused. And Laban said, speak on. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has greatly blessed my master, and he has become great, wealthy, powerful. He has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and servants and maids and camels and donkeys. <laughs> He's going to go on and on and on and on. Now Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was in her old age. And he has given everything that he has to him. Ha ha. This is before he actually did it, but he knows it's done. It's a sign sealed. He's the man. <laughs> so he's saying, look, as well, as well, he's got it all. Isaac now has it all. My master made me swear an oath, saying, You must not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I live. But you shall instead go to my father's house and to my family and take a wife for my son. And in verse 40, he says, He said to me, The Lord before whom I walk habitually. I love this. I'm going to read this. I'm going to go over here for just a quick second. Verse 39, and said to my master, but suppose the woman shall not follow me. And he said to me, the Lord in whose presence I walk habitually. I like that in the Amplified. You got to see something here because Abraham Abraham was ministering so much about his relationship with God that even his servants knew it wasn't Abraham that made him rich. He's the same man that way back there when he he overtook the five kings that he would not say, don't even let no one say that they have made Abraham rich. Not even to a shoelace will I take from you. But God is the one that has made me wealthy. And his servant at, is testifying before Laban, and he's telling him, who my, my, my master who has habitually, what does that habitually mean? He lives, he abides. This is his, this is his abiding place. This is his life. Yeah. It wasn't something you turn on when you need something. Yeah. Hello? Right. It wasn't something that you turned on only when you came to church. Yeah. Hello? 
This was his lifestyle. He habitually, I walk habitually, I will send his angel with you, prosper your way, and you will take a wife from my son, from my kindred, and my father's house. He prophesied over it. You know what? Calling those things that be not as though they were was just as prevalent back then as it is today. And Abraham knew that because for 14 years he had to call himself Abraham rather than Abram even when he didn't have a child. And a promise that would come out of his seed and out of his wife's. So he learned. He, that's why he was the father of many nations. That's why he became the man that he, we now call the father of faith because he understood that he was going to call those things that be not as though they were. And he's going to watch him manifest. And he did it. And here's his servant now testifying of it. And who are we the servants of? The Most High God. So when we see something that God says, just like that visitation that we just had a little bit ago with Isaac up in heaven, Isaac would just look at us and say, hey, guys, it's what God's word says. So what are you asking me about? Why 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 are you entreating me about whether or not it happened or not? Or if, if, what if you walked up to Isaac up in heaven and say, Isaac, do you think it's God's will for us to be rich? <laughs> Abraham, he would look at you like, are you in the right place? Because you really shouldn't be up here right now. <laughs> Hello? Because that's the whole, that's what, that's, what Abraham, that's what they realized. That blessing was on him and he multiplied him and increased him yes. and made him prosperous. That was the first thing he did before he ever gave him the spiritual seed. <laughs> Whoo, stretch me. Take, everybody take a big stretch. Stretch, stretch. If you need to stand up and stretch, stretch it out. Do what you have to do. Stretch yourself. Because you need to receive everything that God has for you. Amen? So in verse 50, he says, Then Laban and Bethuel answered, The matter has come from the Lord, so we dare not speak bad or good to you about it. We cannot interfere. Rebecca is before you. Because they had to ask, hey, can Rebecca come on? Or, or do I? He didn't want to wait. The servant was like, man, I've got her. You know, and, and Rebecca, man, somebody shows up, got all this gold, got all this stuff. I'll be, I'll be yeah, sure, why not? Let's go. You know, no, there was an anointing there that showed up with him. And she knew that it was much more. She knew that blessing that was on his life. And she had no hesitation. They asked, asked her, and she says, hey, be it, just like they had to do with Mary. The Holy Spirit showed up for Mary. Same type, same scenario. Holy Spirit shows up. Well, man of God shows up. Man, here we are. Yeah. And she's seeing it. It's proofs in the pudding. And she said, I'll, I'll go with him. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. You know, he's been so respectful anyway. Think about how he treated her, how he worshiped her. She knew there was something different about him yeah. right. that she was going to be fine. Yeah. Okay? So? So Rebecca is before you. Take her go. Let her be the wife of your master's son as the Lord has spoken. When Abraham's servant heard their words, he bowed himself to the ground. Look at this. He's worshiping God. God, man, how many times did he bow down during this passage of Scripture? What is he doing? It's not by his hand. It's not by his smooth talk. It's not by his figuring it all out. He constantly stayed before the Lord, just like he has seen his. Don't you think he was probably one of the ones that went up to the mountainside when, he, when, he, when Abraham was fixing to sacrifice Isaac? Yeah, that's good. So he saw God provide. He saw Jehovah Jireh show up that day. Yeah. Come on. 
And he lived by it just like his master did. Because if you want the blessing again, you're going to take the blessing that's on somebody else, you're going to look at it, and you're going to run with it. I was telling Cassie, we're sitting there Sunday morning, and Brother Jesse and Dr. Savelle are preaching on the spirit of increase and, you know, uh, guilty by association, uh, increase by association. You know, and I'm going, man, they're preaching this message. <laughs> i got to preach on Wednesday night. I said, this is good, so we just keep on flowing with it. But that's exactly what took place. And later on, you'll see in Laban, I don't want to get, preach somebody else's sermon, but you'll see where Jacob, where Laban realized that blessing was on. The reason why he was blessed was because of the blessing that was on somebody else. And that's who you're supposed to be. That's who I'm supposed to be. We're supposed to be the blessing takers. Take the blessing with you everywhere you go. That's what you and I are supposed to Don't hesitate when a job opportunity that God throws in front of you, that if you believe in your heart, but in the natural, it means like, are you serious, Lord? But in your heart, you're going, I know this is what I'm, you know what, trust. Because that's where the Lord's going to lead, that's where the Lord's leading you so that you can be a blessing in that situation. So when Abraham's servant heard these words, he bowed himself to the ground, worshiped before the Lord. Then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold, articles of clothing, gave them to Rebekah. He also gave, like if the bracelets weren't enough, right? He gave precious things to her brother and her mother. So man, those camels were loaded down, bro. And so they just, I mean, he unloaded them. Here, them camels were happy going back home. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> A lot of weight took it off of them right there. Come on now. Hello. <laughs> Genesis chapter 25, verse 5. We're just going to continue with this. Now Abraham gave everything that he had to Isaac. Verse 6, but to the sons and you know, concubines and Hagar, he gave, he gave gifts while he was still living, and he sent them to the east country away from Isaac, his son of promise. That's in verse 5. Because it's, it's not, here's the thing that you got to realize. It wasn't that God's looking at the spiritual aspect, not the natural aspect. He didn't love, God doesn't love one person more than he loves somebody else. It's the spirit that he needed, that was on the inside of Isaac, that he, God had already spoke, would come out of his loins, which would come out of Sarah. So it was God not going to draw back from what he originally had spoken. He still put the blessing and told him that he was going to increase and a blessing on him. But the ultimate blessing of being the blessing to the whole entire world laid upon Isaac. And it's so important to realize God looks at the spiritual, the heart of the situation, not the natural. He does not wish that any man should perish, but every man should come into the saving grace knowledge of his son, Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter if you're Arabic. It doesn't matter if you're Jew. It doesn't matter if you're um, American, South America. It doesn't matter where you come from. God loves us. God's love is, and his spirit is for all men. Um, now, verse chapter 26. This is important because... Now, there was a famine in the land of Canaan besides the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. So Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. The Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land which I will tell you. Live temporarily as a resident in this land, and I will be with you and will bless and favor you. For I will give all these lands to you and to your descendants, and I will establish and carry out the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heavens and give to you, your descendants, all these lands. And by your descendants shall all nations of the earth be blessed, because Abraham listened to listened to and obeyed my voice and consistently kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, my laws. Then, in verse 12, it says, Then Isaac planted seed in that land as a farmer and reaped in the same year a hundred times as much as he had planted. And the Lord blessed and favored him. And the man Isaac became great. Yes. 
Come on now, he was already blessed. But then now he becomes great. He was already a multi-billionaire when he started his life as, as, as the new head of everything. And he says, Abraham became great and gained more and more. What is, I mean, God, what does that matter? That's the blessing. He wants to increase you more and more. He doesn't want to stop. He daily wants to load you with benefits. Daily wants to load you. Well, that was not too, that's too much. No, he wants to daily load you with benefits. Increase you more and more. Don't stop. Just don't let it stop. Don't let it stop. Be faithful with where you are and continue to be faithful because when you're faithful with where you are, God will continue to pour more out on you. And you get faithful, faithful with more, you're going to be more. You're going to, more is going to keep coming. And the more is going to keep coming. And the more is going to be coming. And the more is going to keep You're going to make a snowball, snowball come on, going down a hill. You're just going to keep developing momentum and things are going to start. And you're going to be more of a blessing. You'll be able to impact more as you go, as you go, as you continue to go. Why? Because that blessing is accumulating. And that's what's happening in the life of Isaac. You need to allow that to happen in your life. Um, he's, oh, I'm over here. I'm sorry. Let me get rid of this one. He said, then Isaac planted seed in the harvest. And he said, and the man became great, gained more and more until he became very wealthy and extremely distinguished. That's pretty cool, huh? He owned flocks and herds in a great household with a number of servants. And the Philistines envied them, him. They envied him. The Philistines, they envied him. Whew, they were jealous of him. You don't get jealous of somebody that don't got nothing. Just... Why you got to have a house? Like, like Jesse, he's got the biggest house in all Louisiana. Why you got to have a house that big? You're just jealous. Come on. His faith got him that house. All right, get your faith there. And he's a huge blessing to the body of Christ. He is a giver. Hello? Then he went up from there. Look at this, verse 23. Then he went up from there to Beersheba. I'm going to come back to this. The Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of, of Abraham, your father. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. So here's a transfer. God visits him and says, Isaac, don't be worried about nothing. Now, I'm the God of your father that you saw answer and do great and mighty things for him. I'm going to do the same thing that I did with him, but I'm going to make you even greater. Isn't that awesome? I am with you. I will bless and favor you. Grace. Grace. I will bless and favor you. Grace. Grace, for by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. It's not something that you can procure for yourself. It's something that God procures for you. And multiply your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Now, this is the king Ambilimech, verse 26. Then Ambilimech, Ambil, yeah, say that right, came to him from Gerar with Husath, his close friend and confident advisor, and Philco, the commander of his army. And Isaac said to them, why have you people? Now, here's the thing. Isaac, I love this, because you're going to learn. I'm going to talk about some characteristic traits. And I'm just going to list them off for you, of, of Isaac. I used to sing this song. I was singing it today. My wife, I had a blessing from the Lord up above, gave him a beautiful woman to love. Okay? I love that song. It's a great song. But the deal was, was Isaac kept, building, kept digging these wells, and the Philistines kept coming in and filling them up or taking them from them. Okay, he kept struggling with this, and he kept doing this. But he continued. He did not. He was just like his dad. You go to the north, I'll go to this side. Even with Lot, Lot shouldn't have been with Abraham. No big deal. 
Isaac didn't fight his own battles. He just let God keep increasing him more and more. If you're going to get concerned about what other people think about you and what other people are doing to you, you're never going to go where God's called you to go. And you're never going to walk in the blessing that God has for you. Because he wants to pour out his blessing on you, but if you're going to be moved by other people, then that's where you're you're going to go. Come on. And we can't, allow, they can't allow that to happen in his life. So here he is. They, these guys. Now, these are the guys that have been filling up his wells. Have been, come on. Yeah. These same guys. Hey. Yeah. Why have, why have you people come to me since you hate me and have sent me away from you? Because they told him, you, go, over, you go, go away from us. You're too wealthy. He's jealous. This is a king. <laughs> telling, telling a regular person, dude. Go somewhere else, please. You're embarrassing me. Come on now. <laughs> you got more than I got. Come on. Get out of here. Now look at this. But they saw something here. Come on. <laughs> it's like that guy that cussed at Jesse and get threw him that $100 bill. You know what I mean? He didn't know what. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> they said, <laughs> you sent me away from you. He said, they said, we see clearly that the Lord has been with you. So we said there should not now, now, since we see this, now before we were doing, you know, be an oath between us with a curse for the one who breaks it. That is between you and us, and let us make a covenant, binding agreement, solemn promise with you that you will not harm us. Just look at this. Just as we have not touched you, have done nothing but good to you. Kick me out of your area, you know. Stop up all my wells. But do you know, do you see Isaac bringing up any of that stuff? What? The blessing is on his life, and he's trying to get the blessing on them. He's hoping that they will understand that it is God that has given him the power to get the well so that they can start, if they'll start worshiping his God, then his God will show up for them just like he showed up for him. Come on. It's, uh, this is an honorable man. There's so much more. If you're going to walk in the well, there's so much more than just getting stuff. Yeah. And he said, um, but good to you and have sent you away in peace. You are now blessed and favored. There's that grace again. Favored of the Lord. He's God's favorite. They know it too. Then Isaac held, held a formal. Then Isaac, they didn't throw a banquet. Didn't this match up what Jesus says? Bless those who persecute you, who wrongfully use you. It's the same thing Jesus preached when he walked upon the face of the earth. What are you doing with the ones that are, you know, bad-mouthing you, talking behind your back? Come on. If you're going to, I'm telling you, if you're going to be able to walk in this blessing, you can't let people like that bother you. Okay. Woo-hoo! Here we go. They got up early in the morning. Uh, hold on just a second. Then Isaac held a formal banquet, covenant feast for them. They ate and drank. They got up early in the morning and swore oaths, pledging to do nothing but good to each other. And Isaac sent them on their way, and they left him in peace. Now on the same day, Isaac's servants came and told him about the well they dug, saying, we have found water. No matter how many times they try to shut you down, God, I mean, your enemy's going to come out against you one way and he's going to flee from you seven ways. And you've got to stay confident of that, being confident of this, that God who began a good work in you will continue it until the day of Jesus Christ. It's so important. As you look at this, I want to, I want to ask you a couple of questions and we'll wrap up. 
It says, we need to ask ourselves a question as to what kind of an inheritance are we leaving our children? Because if you're going to walk in the blessing of God, you've got to have a mindset not just set on, this is huge. Because one of the reasons why God chose Abraham, because he knew Abraham would teach his children. He knew Abraham would do what he had to do in order to make sure his kids understood the covenant that he had with Almighty God. That's huge. And if you and I are not willing to have a bigger picture than just the life that we're living right now, then we're not going to walk in everything that God has in store for us. And it's not his fault. He wants to get us so much more than what we have right now. But our mindset can't be just on this generation, on your generation, on your own life. Come on. What does it say in Proverbs 13, 22? He said, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. Say this with me. I am, I am. a good man, good man. Woman, woman, if you're a woman. I will leave a good inheritance, leave a good inheritance. For, my children for my children and my children's children. children. You know, it's important for us to confess this, and that's great, and speak it out of our mouths, and we continue to do so. But we also have to have obedience on the back end of that, okay? So don't just think, my confession is going to get me somewhere. If you're not willing to obey like they did and do what it is and teach your children and minister to your children and grow them up in the admonition of the Lord, then it's, you're, you're the one to blame. It's so it's, come on, it's the truth. I had, a, I had the privilege of walking with my best friend in high school. He's the athletic director in Waxahachie right now. And, and when we were living in Waxahachie, we'd walk every Friday morning and just talk the word and we wouldn't talk sports because that's, you know, what would be natural for us. And so we just talk about God. And he asked me one time because of the things that we were doing, he says, what are you trying to do become, become bigger than your daddy? Because my dad, they got a gym named after my dad and stuff in the town. And I, we're sitting there walking around the, the track. And I said, it'd be a sin not to. I said, if I, if I, don't, if I don't, that would be a disrespect and a dishonor to what he's done for me in my life. Because God's not concerned about you just being satisfied with who you are. He's, he wants you to understand that you have the influence to influence the next generation, not just your generation, and the generation after that. And what you and I are doing to impart into our children and to our kids is so much bigger than just an everyday thing. It's a lifetime. And not just a lifetime. It's generation after generation after generation. And we have to own that. Amen. Uh, I've got another question for you. Just a couple more questions. Are you in the place that God has told you to be, and are you doing whatever it is that God has told you to do? Because Isaac, in his situation, he wanted to go to Egypt. God told him, no, you stay in Gerar. Well, I don't want to go to that church. Doesn't matter. If you want the blessing, I mean, you can go ahead and go to whatever church you want to. But you, you got to understand, there's no perfect church. There's just a church that's perfect for you. Amen. Come on. It's a place called There. There was a little booklet that John Osteen wrote years ago, a place called There. And it's, you know what? For Elijah, it was at, the, at one point, it was by the brook. The next point, it was the Shunammite woman. Hello? Wherever God's telling you to go, what you'll see with, these, with Isaac and Abraham, Abraham had to leave his father. Isaac had to stay where he was. Hello? And don't follow your pattern of just because that's what everybody else is doing or that's, you need to hear God for yourself. And when you could see Isaac, what? God visited Isaac and began to minister to him just like he did to Abraham. And God wants to visit you the same way. 
And then you've got to be willing to, whatever it is, God, that you want me to do, that's what I want to do. That's where I'm going to go. I'm going to do whatever it is you're telling me to do there. The, the, I'm telling you, the bless, that's a blessing stopper if when you choose, well, I don't want to go over there. I don't know why, why do I have to work there. I tell you what, the moment that you just go all out for whatever it got, God will open up doors that you just would just slap yourself silly going, wow. That's the goodness of God. Okay? You just got to trust him. And faith is the substance of things not yet seen, the evidence of things hoped for. Go to the place that I will show you. He told that both to Isaac and to Abraham if you go do your homework. Okay? So same thing for us. Are you where God's told you to be, and are you doing whatever it is that God's telling you to do? Hmm. Is it okay to sow anywhere? Come on. Because if, if Isaac would have done this, okay, the Bible says give and it shall be given unto me a good, I can, I, I'm going to give. Not, not if God's not telling you to give right. Because if Isaac would have went down to Egypt and sowed what he sowed in Gerar, he would not have had a hundredfold harvest. Why? Because God didn't tell him to go down to Egypt. And that's a lot of times, I, I love this story, but uh, Creflo tells a story about a time in his own life. Well, I'll tell you another story. There's another guy that he tells a story about. In the process of it, the Holy Spirit told him, hey, wait five minutes before you leave. Yeah. And he says, you know, he says, I said, I sat there. This is another minister friend talking to him about this and how important it is for you to make sure you're paying attention to what God's telling you. That's right. Not just going on a word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Because he sat there and he says, Man, I'm the blessed of the Lord. Man, the blood of Jesus covers me. I'm just going to, I got to go. He jets out the door and almost killed him and his wife. They were in a major car accident and almost killed both of them. It's a major minister that tells the testimony of this. And he said, if I would have just listened to the Holy Spirit, tell me, God himself showed up and said, just wait five minutes. Five minutes. The footsteps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. But it don't matter who, how righteous, if you're not willing to do whatever it is that God's telling you to do at that point in time in your life, you're stopping God from operating your life in the way that he desires to operate. And, it, you know, there's no telling what God has in store for you if you'll just do whatever it is that God's telling you to do. You've got to be willing to sow where God tells you to sow, not where you think you need to sow. Another question is, do you think God uses wealth to be a sign for the unbeliever? Yes. Gosh. That, there was sign after sign after sign after sign that took place in Isaac's life. Jesus wanted to use you to be that kind of a sign. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, speak with new tongues. If they drink any deadly thing, it doesn't hurt. They lay hands on the sick and they recover. And I will go everywhere with them, confirming my word... Hello. When God's told you to do something, and he said, in blessing, I will bless you. We are now blessed with faithful Abraham. And because of that blessing that's on us, when we're obedient to do whatever it is that God's telling us to do, that blessing will be on, and it'll be a sign and a wonder to everybody else around you. Your family's going, why? Why do y'all got to go down there? Why do you got to go over there? Why do y'all keep taking those mission trips? Why do y'all keep, y'all just giving all your money away? You don't understand. You cannot outgive God. And when you get, I'm telling you, God sees, God knows. And when he's telling you to do something, that's when you do it. 
And if you'll do what it is that God's telling you to do, when God's telling you to do, just like Isaac did, just like Abraham did, you're going to walk in that same blessing that God has in store for you because he's looking for people to pour out his spirit on. And part of his spirit is wealth. Why would he have streets of gold? Come on. Goodness gracious. It's, it's just relevant. It's, golly, it's so much that God wants to do in our lives so that we can understand his goodness and his mercy that are trying to follow us every single day of our lives. Okay, when does his goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives? When we are hearkening diligently unto his voice to do whatever it is that he's telling us to do and be obedient to that continuously. Could be habitually walking in what God's told us to walk in. Not just doing it every once in a while or when I need something. Come on. It's my lifestyle. It's your lifestyle. It's what you do. It's what I do. It's who I am. Standing in that. Receiving that. Say, I am a child of the Most High God. I am an heir to the throne. I am wealthy. Say, Jesus has made me wealthy. Jesus, have your way. Holy Spirit, Spirit. open up my eyes. eyes. Help me understand understand. all that God God has in store for me to walk in. in. I welcome the blessing blessing in my life. life. Be it unto me me. according to your word. word. The The blessing on my life To be a blessing. blessing. May I obey obey. quickly, Quickly. wholeheartedly, Wholeheartedly. in Jesus' name. name. Devil, Devil. I'm speaking to you. you. Let go go of my covenant. covenant. Let go go of the blessings. blessings. I command you, you. in the name of Jesus, Be gone out of my finances, out of my things, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father God, we love you. We bless you, Lord.